Good afternoon, Matt. It's uh, Andrew Vigar, Executive Chairman from Terra Uranium. Uh, we're an ASX-listed company, but all our assets are in the Athabasca Basin in Canada. And uh, we're looking for deep stuff undercover out there. Uh, actually, good to see you again. We, I think we saw you last April. Um, enjoy, enjoy the story um, then for sure. What have you been up to? Because it's been a heck of a year, 2023. I mean, it finished off very, very strong. Um, is that is that what kind of worked out for you? Are you seeing a lot more people kind of leaning into this story? We ha- we've seen a lot more activity in the uranium price, obviously. I mean, around, uh, it probably wasn't long after April, I gave my first presentation in Melbourne and the guys were saying, you know, what can you guess for the uranium price at the end of the year? And I said, guys, it's going to be $100 by Christmas. And uh, man, I missed it by two weeks. So I'm very disappointed. But uh, hopefully this year will be a lot more accurate. I hope, I hope so. You can still do my lottery ticket numbers. Um, <laughs> so, right, yeah, okay. So high high price environment, um, for sure. Lots of people looking in. But there will be lots of people jumping on the bandwagon. And I think down at the expiration area where you are, there's going to be a lot of people saying yeah. the same things. So let's get into what you're after. You've got three projects um, that I'm aware of. Um what you know? How, how are you chasing that? How are you prioritizing that? When we formed the company, um, now we were very much focused on the, where where are we going to find the biggest and highest grade deposits that are sitting out there. Haven't been found yet, so we're a discovery company. We're an exploration company. We put together a world class team. So myself, uh, uh, Daryl Clark, who was one of the founders now with ISO Energy, so he's uh, head of VPX now for ISO. Uh, Doug Engdale, who's on our board, he's with Atha as well uh, and then lately we've had uh, dr uh, kylie prendergast come in world re- really world-class explorationist and then just just as announced in our quarterly and joined us just before christmas was uh, hayden lynch who's xrbc he's an engineer originally but with a corporate and banking background because that's the next step for our company we need to get more onto the corporate and developing things side uh, but the, our company's still focused on what we started on, which is looking for the next big discovery in the Athabasca. They're the biggest deposits, so we look for that parallel trend a little bit further west, which was the Cable Bay. We went in there, and it was vacant, pretty much. There was nobody out there. Everybody knew about it from the 90s. There was uranium showings all over the place, but it was a little bit deeper. Uh, so people were saying, no, oh, Andrew, you find something in 1,000 metres, how on earth are you going to mine that? And we were very fortunate that the guys at Denison um, had got, come along and done all that test work that they're doing on their uh, their projects there at Wheeler River and, and actually proving that in situ recovery, which we've been using for a long time on shallow uranium deposits, it really does work on deep deposits. Um, so that, that's been a huge uh, uh, game changer for us. So you put all those things together and we went out to the Cable Bay and we pegged some excellent ground around Passfield Lake. And, and really got stuck into that. And we've been working hard on that for the last year. So they were they were grassroots old projects from the 80s and 90s. And you know we've done all the modern work to bring them up to speed. Well, well let's, let's, let's take a look at this because I think it's really important that we distinguish between companies who can and, and, and companies who will, right? So you, you've, you've done a lot of staking, you've got a bit of land and you know, you've got Hawk, um, Hawk Rock and Passville and Parker, yeah, yeah. Uh, which we talked about la- last time out. You've also talked about deep deposits, right? Whether it's ISR or not, 
the you know which is obviously going to be cheaper a kind of cheaper solution for extracting the uranium at some point. No, no, no. Right now, at the front end of this, you've got it's going to be expensive. The drilling is going to be deeper and therefore more expensive. Yeah. How does a company of your size um, deal with that? That that's a real problem because when you've got a market cap around the ten million dollar mark, you know how do you fund a ten or fifteen million dollar program? I mean that's expensive, but the targets are very very large. So when we find something, it's going to be in the billions of dollars of value. So the way we've gone about that is saying, okay, um, we've got excellent technical people. We've got uh, Mike McClelland and his team, Canadians based in Canada, huge experience in the uranium business and in exploration. Let's go out and find some partners. So that's what we've been doing for the last few months. We've been quietly working away in the background, approaching people who really want to help us pin down the very next major deposit because everybody knows there's shortages coming up and little deposits are not going to do it. We need a big one. We need a cigar or MacArthur. And uh, we we believe we've got one on our ground and we're looking for partners to help fund it. Right. Okay. So you're looking for partners, so strategic partners coming in and presumably asset mm. rather than corporate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. At the asset level. Yeah. Right. Okay. Then so, obviously, we've spoken to lots of people over the past, you know, week, week or so um, as part of this you know, uranium uncovered. Um, and it's clear that lots of generalist investors are trying to work out what's going on. Lots of brokers are trying to work out um, what, what's going on. With strategics, again, they're going to be, they're either going to have to know a lot about Athabasca or a lot about uranium, presumably. Um, or just be generally interested um, in, in uranium um, because in terms of the balance sheet, it, it, what you're asking for is, is, is not a lot. So can you give us a sense of like what type of companies and you know what they're interested in in, in the sense of getting involved with you? I, I guess we're really, t- and, and it's a good point, Matt, uh, for, for the sorts of people we're targeting and the ones we're talking to now, it's a lot of money for us, but not for them. Uh, so it's a strategic position right in the middle of the Athabasca. And they don't necessarily have the expertise. So they're saying, uranium's a great thing. I want to be in it. Let's partner with a company that's got the team, you know, both at board and operations level. We know the business. We've been in it for a very long time. And we can take it right through to a discovery and make something out of it. So that's the way. That's, uh, I think they appreciate that. I mean, it's very it's, it, anybody can go and find a project. But you go and try finding the people or the drill rigs or the geophysics guys or how it all works together and how, how you combine five or six different elements into targeting a drill hole into a, a deposit which is maybe a couple of hundred metres uh, across at a thousand metres depth. That's a pretty small target. And um, th- there's a lot of science, a lot of skill goes into that. And uh, that's what we can provide for, for people. Right. But... Because the other thing we're sort of seeing is a lot of kind of roll-ups, consolidations, you know, ac- acquisitions mm-hmm. in, in the Athabasca. I mean, Athabasca is obviously well well known, well regarded for you know high grade discoveries. Um, some very valuable companies being created in the, in the Athabasca basin. Um, but it, it's it also you know, and and that's that that sounds fantastic. But um, it's also very overcrowded. And I come back to that kind of you know that that kind of white noise. How how mm-hmm. How do you how do you stand out? What what is it about you guys versus all of those other stories which differentiates you, which would potentially attract this money? Yeah, I think it's very much that we where we've positioned ourselves in in a slightly deeper part of the basin. We've managed to pick up what we think is the prime location there to to find. Yeah, it's a little bit deeper, but it, but it's uh, we, we're going to find that next big one. And and uh, so what differentiates us? 
we're not interested in 10 or 20 or 30 million pounds. We're interested in hundreds of millions of pounds. And um, uh, it's really, as I said, the, the work that Denison guys to show that you can produce from a, from that sort of depth at, at prices that are well under $20 a pound. And we've got mills in the district uh, that would take those concentrates and produce yellow cake out of them. But we feel that we, because we were first in the area, Matt, we managed, we, we could pick up the best ground, what was the most prospective. And um, other people have come behind us, but we've looked at what they've got. It's not as prospective as, as what, where we are. We, we managed to pick the eyes out of it at the time because um, we were the first movers. We were the first ones in there. But I guess it's going to incumbent on you to kind of move through the phase of the growth phases. So 10 million bucks, yeah. um, if you get the money in from a strategic, that, that's great. Um, you hopefully will be able to drill and, you know, the drill bit talks, right? Yep, absolutely. It, wouldn't it be better for you guys to actually sort of team up with some, one of the bigger kind of roll-up stories in the Athabasca Basin um, and, and do, do a JV? I'm just trying to think of all the options available to you, yep. and I'm sure you've considered them all. So now, most, most of those guys have got the opposite problem to the, the – first of all, they know the basin pretty well, uh, which is great. Um, they've got teams of their own. Plus, they've got acres of ground. I mean, some of those roll-ups, I don't know how they're going to hang on to it, to be honest. I mean, their cost per hectare, which is which is a legislative thing. You can't get away from it. You've got to spend the money. Uh, you either give it to the government or you put it in the ground. Um, you, you've got to, they've, they've got huge expenditures. So taking on another project, no, nah, they're just saying that, you know, you guys are doing great, but, you know, we'll, we'll keep an eye on you. And when you've made something, we'll talk to you then. Okay. Um, so they, they've got more than enough on their hands. And our neighbours are guys like Ather and ISO, also in the Cable Bay. They've got they've got huge ground holdings of their own. Um, so right, so okay. they're pretty happy with what they've got. Okay, so if I, if I look ahead, because I'm, I'm buying into the team and I'm buying into the, the, yes. the, the land that you're holding. Um, money, you're telling me, conversations are, ha- are, are happening. If you get that money, what do you do with it? What's going to make a difference? What's going to you know move the share price from you know where where it is today and you know and 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 drive that market uh, valuation or the, the valuation the market is giving you at the moment? What's going to be the most important thing that you could do with money? Well, it, basically drilling. So so we're um, well that mostly. So our pass field project is ready to go. We we introduced the A technology from Australia, which is the um, Passive seismic, which is now being picked up by other players in the basin, it's able to see through the sandstone and map the unconformity. So we introduced that. We've got a good project on Passfield, which uh, we would like to drill. Again, expensive work, uh, but it. But out of that um, analysis work that we've been doing recently, we picked up the Rapid River, a new area, which is our fourth project, which is right next to Passfield Lake on the western side. Uh, we'd like to do some work on that. So we'll do some generative work on that one. Uh, you know, airborne geophysics, spread our A&T out, do that sort of work. But really it's focused on on drilling pass field. And, and it's not good drilling just one or two holes. We tried that at Parker. It's not efficient and it's way too expensive. You need to get in there with a program. We'd very much like, like to mobilize some equipment in the winter. Uh, but we're fortunate where we are at Passfield is that it's not covered by lakes. It's actually there's a there's a slight rise in the basement there, and it's it's all dry, so we can drill there uh, right through the summer without any problems. So we'd like to put a major summer program in there, make a discovery. We're off to the races, right? And and, and do you think it's a little bit of um of you know all boats will float in high tide sort of thing, which 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 is something I I 
I accept it to a point, but it's also mm. uh, at that point, company needs to be in control of the things that it does, which actually drive that the valuation of the company. So, so drilling more than three holes. So you, how much money are we talking about? You're, are you literally talking about ten to fifteen million bucks? Yeah, that's right. We're in that sort of range. Um, right. And we're talking. And will you but keep that's that not, one that's asset? Over, that's over a number of years. So, um, so right. at the moment, we're talking one asset, which is Passfield. That's the one where we've done the A&T already. Um, we'd like to deploy the A&T on the other projects and bring them up to speed. Uh, yeah, major summer drill program. Okay, so, and so just explain to me, because I want to make sure we're, okay, we're not kind of giving away all of the upside here. It's like you say with Passfield, you say, right, okay, we'll raise money at asset level into asset Passfield. Level. We will continue to show that our technology and all the you know, V10 Z10, Z10. etc. that you're using and all this stuff works and use that as almost as a case study, a working case study for you. Mm. If mm. if the drill bit returns high grade, deep high grade uh, numbers, then potentially, obviously, the 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 value of the company changes, and potentially, then you can sort of, you know, with the other projects, monetize that. But is it is a case of you kind of got to give away a little something to kind of keep keep the the ball moving? With Passfield, do you think? Yeah, we do, and and, and that's understandable. We're, we're an exploration company. You, you, people are taking a risk, so we're we're happy to share the upside. We're a bit choosy about who we talk to, so we'd like we'd like a partner who, you know, is capable to follow through, uh, follow through a discovery. But then, the, yeah, the value of the company is is it's like next gen. I mean, Lee Curry and the boys started out with an idea, and then they went to a discovery, and now they're a multi billion dollar company. It's very easy when you're at those levels. We're we're at the we're at the very early stage, uh, but as you know, Matt, the the value creation stage happens when a company goes from a concept that's well thought out and well done through to actually making that discovery. And we've done it before. So the guys in the team, we've been around. We've done that many many times. Um, you know, the last company I was involved in was a gold company, but that was K92, which is a multi billion dollar company now in Canada. And we'd, it was a very similar story. We had an idea, we shopped it around, it was hard work, but then eventually we got the people to back it and uh, put the drill holes in and the discovery was made and straight away you're off to, you know, you're off and it's easy done. But uh, opening up a new province, and it's a very interesting uh, sort of little aside because I've been in this industry a long time and I know that uh, no matter what commodity you're in, there are very small windows where you can do what we're doing now. Um, which is opening up new provinces. It, it's a hard thing to do. It's high risk, and the investor appetite is only there for a short period of time uh, to actually make those those really major discoveries. And and if you look at all the commodities at the moment around the world, we're really really lacking good exploration work. I mean, nobody's made any major discoveries in copper or gold or uranium or anything for a very long time. And um, if, yeah, now's okay, the, got to now's the opportunity. Yeah. See, but with uranium, it just on, just on the macro. I mean, it, it seems it seems to me that I think everyone expects this to be not not a kind of spike and, and temp, temporary thing in, in terms of price. Um, well, we do it. We, we do it. Maybe like you know some some nice some steady um, growth. Maybe because I think they kind of extreme spikes that tends to put some of the market off. But yeah. um, do you feel that uranium's got a kind of long runway ahead of it, and that's beneficial to some of the exploration companies like yourself, you know, in terms of new people looking in at this tiny little market, Iranian market. I'm, I'm, yeah, you have many guys on uh, talking to you who are a lot more qualified than me, Matt, but you, 
the world is shifting and it's shifting very very fast and and we, and it's it people are underestimating what's happening in china and russia and their ability to build reactors and it was really interesting i was having uh, giving a talk yesterday to somebody who was looking at the sort of cycle of the construction of power stations and you know the us went through it in the 60s and 70s massive construction phase and nothing much and then the french went through it and the chinese are doing it right now which is a smart move but each one of those was those phases was associated with a sustained high uranium price for quite a long period of time many many years uh, and I think that's what we're heading into again now and it's off the back of you know major construction coming out of China in particular but you know Japan are restarting the, the French want to rebuild the, 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 even in England you're talking about building more reactors and, and no one's talking about small modulars and demand to feed those for fuel uh, and and we need we need major discoveries to, to fuel that and, and the, the world is sort of becoming you know, a bit more fragmented than it was. And uh, we, we need supply out of uh, especially North America, which is why we're based in Canada. Well, look, um, Andrew, look, appreciate you coming on. Um, one to sort of last night, you're still here. You're getting on with things. You're raising um, capital in, in, in the right part of the world um, with the right team. And hopefully the assets give you what, what you want. Um, the extent touch let us know how you get us certainly with the, with the fundraising component and obviously any drill plans that uh, you, you've uh. got coming up I think it'll be a very interesting year for uranium participants uh, for sure uh, it will be and it's a unique op- not unique but it's a special time in the market so appreciate you getting us on today Matt thank you very much